pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome back. We're the Connor Happer Show. Connor Happer, Peter Krenzer with you. I wish you once again a happy car wash week here in our fine city. We have finally arrived. It happens once a week, once a year. You get the car wash week, and we are on it right now. With we're reaching the fifties today. It seems the like car wash. I just take a phone call uh, from the forty-two degrees source hotline. We got Randy on the line. Randy, thanks for holding. What's up? I got a question. You're talking about Caitlin as whether she goes to the WNBA or not. This is, my question is: This is where would she make more money with her name, image, likeness? You know, deals now. As, as as the face of the NCAA or in the and WNBA is just another person. Um, Randy, thanks for the call. Uh, I I mean, name, image, and likeness exists in the WNBA, guys. Right? We know that, right? Like you, once you're a professional athlete, you can still make money on your name, image, and likeness. Um, but you know, it like. I, I think she would make more money in the WNBA. She'd be free to do more things. She'd have less restrictions on her in terms of her name, image, likeness, which we call it the NBA, you know, the professional level endorsement deals, right? Which she gets plenty of in college right now. Um, she would also be getting paid. I don't, I, I don't know what the highest WNBA salary is at the moment. I, I'd assume it's less than a million dollars. Um, but like, you know, a couple hundred grand on top of that a year. But it's like that's not where her money's coming from. Where would she make more money? My sense would be the WNBA. But, like, Sam made a good point. It's not necessarily about dollars and cents, what you would make and what you wouldn't make, because she's making enough at both levels. Biggest cap hit right now in the WNBA. Biggest cap hit? Yeah, right now it's sitting at, like, 240000 Okay. All right. So, in that vicinity. Right. But you could do you do all your endorsement deals on top of that. Um, but I don't think it's about that. Like, I think it's just... Okay, um, do you want to extend college one more year? Do you want to give it one more run? Do you want to do it in front of your beloved, you know, she's from Iowa, beloved Iowa Hawkeye fans and, you know, help out their athletic department? Like some, you could, you know, for a person of her, um, you know, her fame level, like she could almost look at it as, like a charitable thing toward the school, right? If she came back another year, something that she totally does not have to do, the Iowa Athletic Department profits, you know, so much. She also makes a great amount of money, but the Iowa Athletic Department is better for having Caitlin Clark in it, right? So she could look at it that way. I don't know. I don't know what her priorities are. Where does she make more money, though? I I would assume it would be in the WNBA. Not that it, that would Not that it would be too much of a discrepancy between the two. I, I mean, she. It's all off of nil, and you know, makes a couple extra hundred grand on the, uh, on the on the salary side in the WNBA. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, y- you often see this in the women's game. Like, stick around for another year in college. You get a pretty sweet deal. You get paid. 
and you are the star of the show, and she is definitely the star of the show. Uh, by the way, I wanted to get to this during the show, so I, I asked Sam about it. So, something to watch here. Super Bowl Sunday. The Caitlin Clark Show rolls into uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena in Lincoln. We are not, by the way, offering you the opportunity to be the PA guy for that game. Right? That that is off the that is off the table. So just to give you the stats and just to what to watch for here, Caitlin Clark is 139 points away from breaking Kelsey Plum's NCAA all-time scoring record. They have three games. The Hawkeyes have three games before Super Bowl Sunday. She's averaging 32 points a game. So let's just say she averages 32 points a game, exactly her average for the next three. That will lead her 30, uh, let's see here. No, I didn't do the math exactly that way before. I, that, I was also kind of doing some math. I think I... That will leave her about 41, 42 points shy of okay. tying the record okay. going into that game. So if she if she averages 32 over her next four, that's 128. That would put her 11 points shy of breaking the record, 10 points shy of tying it. So if she just goes over just a little little hair, a little bit over her scoring average for the next three, she's gonna do it in Lincoln. And I tell I'm telling Sam's seen a lot of Caitlin Clark. Sam's seen a lot of women's college basketball. I've seen Caitlin Clark up up close a handful of times. I know how she likes playing in Lincoln. I I, I they those that game in Lincoln, by the way, in two weeks is sandwiched in between two home games. So she's going to have options on what she kind of wants to do and how she want to breaks how she wants to break the record. But I think if it comes down to it, she would have absolutely no problem whatsoever breaking the all-time scoring record in front of her favorite people in at Pinnacle Bank Arena. I don't I think she would take a lot of a lot of pride in doing that, Peter yeah. Mann. I think she yeah. would enjoy that quite a bit. I think she likes playing Nebraska. She has a lot of success against Nebraska. She doesn't like Nebraska. I think she would have uh, no problem whatsoever doing it in front of uh, in front of the fans wearing red. And oh, how the stars have aligned for that to be mm-hmm. a possible scenario. Slipping. And that is going to be a tremendous atmosphere. Yeah, it's going to. I mean, they're sold. They've been ha- sold I mean, out it has for been years m- past too. It's. I mean, they had. I think we got. Um, I think we ended up getting what twelve or thirteen last year. It's full house this year. It, it was last year when they came. It was the first time in my time doing it, which last year was my sixth year, uh, that the upper deck was even open to sit, and there was people sitting in it. This year, it will be full, and you will not be <laughs> letting someone do PA. Just to be clear, no, just I, to be clear, I'll be taking care of business and not going. The idea was floated in the crossover. Not going to the Super Bowl with Gary. <laughs> if he's, we're going to Gary a Gary, if he somehow Gary's his way into the Super Bowl, <laughs> yes, no, that that option uh, will not be available to you. Um, quickly, I'd be remiss if we didn't at least mention um, the the Creighton Pinkout game, not for the game itself, which included. Oh, by the oh, okay, actually, you know what? I have a quick thought on DePaul. Here's DePaul. DePaul is the team they're now winless in the league and with no hope in sight. They have an interim head coach who's just trying to, you know, keep his head keep his head above water and just breathe a little bit. And he seems like a good guy, you know. It, you know, and they're 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 really trying to get some semblance of something together. But DePaul is DePaul. DePaul is DePaul. And 
it's not they have it's not that they have like I mean their players are worse than everybody else's players so I don't want to I don't want to make that like you know but it's not that they're like so irredeemably bad like what's the difference between them and like Butler, right? Like Butler's not totally talented. They got a bunch of like six two dudes who want to barrel roll over everybody. It's the same thing with Seton Hall, too. But they're they're pretty well coached and they're pretty well disciplined and they know what they're doing and they don't they don't screw up a whole lot. DePaul, on the other hand, is a team that's not very talented, so they have to be greater than the sum of their parts. And instead of that, they have chosen to be the team who is capable of competing in basketball games for about 10 minutes. And then when the first sign of adversity hits, they're like, screw this dunk contest time. (laughs) And they're like, I want to do dunks the whole game. And so we know what's happening. That was their whole deal. I want to do dunks. And they, they had the dunk at the start of the first half on Kalkbrenner. I mean, he got slammed on and then it just flipped Creighton into a different gear, which is the sign of a, of a pretty good team. And then at the end of the game, the guy tried to dunk on Fred and got slammed to the floor and looked like he about died. I saw him. I saw him walking off the floor because I was standing right there at the end, and he he had blood. A boss. He had blood like coming out of his eye. Ooh. Like you know, it looked like he was crying blood. Oh, you know. But this is these are the these are the um, the sacrifices that you make when you want to be. Like you want to get your highlight on TikTok. That's cool. Like you want to get your highlight on Sports Center if you can. If that's your if that's your sole goal of playing college basketball, God bless you. But there's other teams who have who have higher aspirations. And, and that was actually a game at halftime. It was. But then like And I, then they started dunking. But they then, tried to try to dunk over everybody. <laughs> I wonder if like obviously everyone Let's dunk. Let's dunk. Everyone at that game knew like Creighton's at losing this game. Mm-mm. It's closer than we'd like it to be, but it's they're not gonna lose. Yeah. But I almost wonder if DePaul's in the locker room like we're not gonna win, but like let's dunk. We're playing with house money. Let's just dunk. We're within three no, points. Tell, it, it happens <laughs> when you get your first sign of adversity, and they they all of a sudden they met a little bit of adversity. It was like, all right, sweet, we're not winning today. Dunk time. We're gonna put on a show. You see all these people in the crowd? Seventeen thousand people wearing pink. Eighteen eighteen hundred eighteen thousand five hundred wearing pink. Top ten crowd of all time. Sweet, time to dunk. We're let's, the blue demons. Let's dunk. We love dunking. Um, that's my one thought on DePaul. And um, elsewhere, the pink out game was a rousing success again. I don't like nobody does it better. And, um, you know, it's it's partly you know, they give out all the T-shirts and everybody's coming together and they're working hard. And it was so cool to be at the Hope Lodge on Friday. And, you know, everybody's standing at the under eight timeout showing their their signs. It was um, another pretty emotional experience. I mean, it, it, and to get so now here is the. So you played DePaul at home this year, and you got a top 10 crowd all time. And last year, they played DePaul on the road right after the NFL game. So that it ended up being one of the most watched college basketball games of the year. Something about when Creighton and DePaul get together. It just brings brings the people together. But yeah, it was a, it was a pretty easy win for the Jays um, in the second half once they decided to kind of snap out of it a little bit. The dunk woke them up for, for the record. <laughs> Seven and three in the league now. Butler, Providence, Xavier, Georgetown, Butler. Can you go four and one at the bare minimum in that stretch and get to the point where you're eleven and four or twelve and three in the league leading into Hell in a Cell round two against UConn and you're 
legitimately competing for a conference title again. Oh, how things can change. Uh, UConn's 8-1 in the league. Creighton's 7-3. Marquette's 6-3. Seton Hall, 6-4. Who knows how long they're going to be without Kadari Richmond. And then everybody else is sort of in a muddle, 5-4, 5-5, 4-5. You know, that's going to be really sticky in there the entire rest of the year. And here we are, midway through conference season, and look who it is. It's UConn, Creighton, and Marquette. And we're at that time of the year. Here we are. Where if you're playing your best ball, you got a shot. Yep. But those three, we thought they were going to be the teams at the beginning of the year. And after much consternation about starting 0-2, here they are at the end of the season. In the middle of the season, they are the top three teams in the league, and they you know, not that they can't, not that they're not capable of losing to to whoever comes along. Providence and St. John's and Nova will have something to say. Xavier will have something to say. But those are the top three teams. All right, uh, we'll come back. Pull questions. We'll tell you what to watch on the other side on the Connor Hamper Show on sixteen twenty The Zone. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.